Welcome to the Business Behind the Scene podcast with Francesca Moy, where we talk all about real business problems, real solutions, and getting actual results in your business. Welcome to another amazing bonus episode of Business Behind the Scene. Um, in this case, I was being interviewed by the amazing Julia Zilke, and it was a great, great, great chat, and it was so valuable that I thought I need to share this with you guys. And we were talking, literally she was asking me questions about like problems that I've had during COVID and how I overcome it and how, you know, what is the mindset of someone that keep getting business all the time. So 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 much um value in this call that i thought you might enjoy it because sometimes it's also different when you listen to me um speaking generally to someone and be interviewed rather than me speaking to you guys so yeah go and check it out and i would love some feedback so leave a review if you love it talk soon hey hey welcome everyone i'm super excited to have you back on the podcast again and today my special guest i'm very very excited to be introducing you to the lovely francesca moy now francesca was one of my very first coaches and as you guys know i invested in coaching from the very beginning of my business because i knew that there were areas in the business that i was just i wasn't an expert at and certainly marketing and group coaching was not an area of my expertise. So I started working with Francesca, gosh, just over a year ago now, and she absolutely catapulted my business and catapulted my thinking and even the way I do business. So I'm really excited to be introducing her to you today. Francesca's business is Empowering Events and Empowering Virtual Solutions, which we'll talk about today as well. Francesca, of course, is a business coach, and she's going to talk to you a little bit about how she started in the business. But a couple of things that are pretty cool that I get to share with you is that Francesca managed to achieve the 1.5 mil in business in just three and a half years, which is pretty epic. And one of the reasons, one of the many reasons why I have her on the podcast today, because we are talking about sales and selling and how do we get our business and our mindset to that level. She's also published three books and one of them was a bestseller in Amazon. So, Francesca, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Julia. I'm so excited to be here. And congratulations on this amazing podcast. Yeah, very exciting. So tell us a little bit more, just to start with, tell us a little bit more about why you got into business. How did that happen? Well, um, for everybody listening, sometimes things happen and we don't know why they happen. And the other day I was listening, reading to this um Post, they were saying like sometimes we are disappointed that something happened and we're so angry and upset, but we never know why that happened. And in hindsight, we'll be like, oh, thank goodness that that happened. So a breakup brought me to start my business, which at the time I was devastated. I was wondering, why is this happening to me? Why am I having a breakup, which is so heartbreaking, right? But that got me to um, dig deep into myself and finding answers to questions that I probably never asked myself before. And so I started to look into, is there more to life? And so I became a, um, I I discovered mindset and, 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 and life coaching. And I was like, why did I not know about this industry before? And, and why did I teach this at school? And so that's what got me to become a life coach. And then I was the biggest failure for nine months. I literally made $120. When I say I made, it means I sold 120 bucks. <laughs> like 
that was it. Like the other day I was sharing on social media and someone said, $120 in profit is good. I'm like, no, 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 no profit. <laughs> I literally made that. And so I feel that the business, the business coaching happened to me because I was such a failure in the first year. I felt like a failure. I wasn't a failure. I was feeling like a failure. And I decided to stop pretending being business, stop being, you know, a hobby owner and become a business owner. And so I started a Facebook group. I started a meetup group. I started to be active on my social media. I started to give value and create communities and, and all of that. I exploded my business completely. And in three months later, I was making $5,000 a month. I was completely fully booked with clients and other coaches were like, what are you doing? How did you do it? You got to show me. And I was like, I'm not a business coach. I just like my past nine months, I made 120 bucks. I can't teach people how to do it. This is just a one-off. This is just, I'm just lucky. And I taught some of my friends for free on how to start a meetup group, how to start a Facebook group, how to be active on Facebook. And the business exploded. And they were like, you need to teach this. So I feel that the universe, you know, God, whatever you, you, you believe in brought me to this. This is something greater and bigger than me. It was a calling. It was a um, it was destiny that I had to create what I created. And and yeah, from there. I'm not trying to say that it was easy because by no no way, it was not easy, but it was meant to be, that's for sure. Amazing. I love that story because I think sometimes you know, things just, they happen for us, right? Yeah. And it's that universe just really pointing you in that direction and helping you to maybe guiding you with that gentle little push yeah. of, you know, what those next steps need to be. And I think that that's a really incredible space also that, you know, you were able to stand above and say, you know, why is this happening? And what is it that I'm going to take from this? And what am I going to learn from this? And I think also that, you know, that big piece that you talk about is the failure and that feeling like a failure, but being able to dig deep from there and being able to go, no, this is not my destiny is not going to be just earning, you know, what was it? $120. <laughs> I'm going to make something of this. Right. And then digging deep into what you knew and what you could do and being resourceful. So it's such a great story. And I think it's, it's inspiring to, you know, for anyone who's listening to this, who's thinking about starting a business and, you know, really wanting to find that courage to do it. Sometimes, you know, knowing that sometimes, and even if you've started a business and it's maybe not going in the direction that you would like it to go in, to recognize that sometimes this happens for us and we've got to dig from that space. A million percent. I had to let go of my resistance. I had so much resistance around doing the business coaching. I was like, I am not a business coach. I felt like a fraud. I'm like, I'm not, I don't have any university degree. I don't have any success in business in the past. I cannot do that. So I was pushing away from that. When people would come into a life coaching session and the, the whole session was about business, I felt like the session was a success. Like I was like, no, I had to work on the mindset, not on the business. And, and then at one point I had to surrender. People were coming to me for that. They were not coming to me for the life coaching. They were coming to me for the business. So I had to eventually let go of the attachment that I had of this idea that I wanted to just be a life coach and accept that people were coming to me for other things. And then once they got to know me, as you know, in the academy, we do a lot of mindset. Mindset is, I believe that your business is a 3D printout of your thoughts. So I would integrate the mindset in my academy 
but it was sold as a business academy and we would give the tips and the tools. So I had to reframe my brain and my expectation of what this business should have been. Yes, we're good. And I think that's really good for everyone to hear because sometimes we have this idea in our mind of what our business should look like or we'd like it to look like, but really recognizing when it's important that we need to pivot and we need to do things a little bit differently and start to truly listen to what our clients want and what are they and what they need. Million percent, but Judith, this is the thing when people say like oh, I'm just planning, I'm creating my website, I'm doing all these things first, and then I'll take a step. It's like, no, it's the opposite. Take the steps, start a tribe, start a community, put yourself out there and listen to what people want and listen to what people see in you. Because you might think that you're an expert at something. Like, for example, in the last probably two, three years, a lot of people are coming to me for other things like virtual assistant, organization, systems, procedures, things that I was like never good at the beginning of my business, but I had to become good at to, to have 18 people working in my business, right? I had to become structured. I had to become organized. I had to become, you know, create procedures in place so that everybody could follow them. And now people are coming to me for that. So I'm again pivoting to, to follow that because that's what people want now. Yes, I love that. I love, love, love that. And I think it's a huge thing that I teach a lot of people too, is that don't spend your time, your money and your energy in your website and all the back end pieces and making things look all beautiful and pretty. And we all want to go and have our fancy photographs taken. But the truth is, if you can't get out there and sell whatever it is that you know, whatever that first piece looks like, and whether it's a product or a service, if you can't sell that, then there's no point in having all the back end no. done. So my idea is always that, you know, I totally agree with you, is that we've got to sell this first and figure out what our customers really need and what, you know, what aligns with us also. Like we don't need to completely pivot what we're doing and what we love to do just to no. see our customers. But we've got to make sure that we can get out there and we can sell whatever it is that we're offering. And when you've got some money coming on board, then you get to go and spend it you yes. know, on making things look pretty and spend some time or some energy or find someone else to help you do do that so a a million percent and and it's one of the biggest mistake of business this is why businesses don't survive in the first five years there's like what 80 percent of business that don't Mm -hmm. don't survive and that's because they're stuck in their ways they want to do it the way they thought they should have been doing so listen to this i i started this this with the nice program if you know the nice program is a government program uh for people that want to start a business and you have to be on the dole to do that and i come from a family that we don't go on the door like it's like no you work you find a job you don't you don't like you know no it doesn't happen like it was there was like attachment to like embarrassment and like feel like a failure if i was on the door which is not true but that was my limiting beliefs around it and i had to let go of all of that and accept that i had to go on the door to get access to this train free training from the government and then on top of it they will give you 300 dollars a week for nine months to survive for the first nine months, which which is still available here in Australia. A lot of my clients are on that at the beginning. Wow. And I was on that. And I remember they, they, they teach you to do a business plan. And here I was that all I was doing was being a life coach and had this, this idea of running events called empowering events. And I'm like, okay, 
So my business, I was like, when they said a business plan, I'm like, okay, my business plan is to run these events and I'm going to charge $10 each. And when they come in, I'm going to give them a pen and I'm going to give them a book and I'm going to give them this and I'm going to give them that. And the book wasn't even mine because I didn't have a book at the time. And <laughs> and then we did a calculation of how much it was going to cost to buy a book, to buy the pen, to buy this. And the guy from the NIST program said to me, this is not a sustainable business. You should just not do those events. This is not going to be profitable. And if I listened to that, I wouldn't be here today. If I listened and on the, on the paper, this business didn't have a future, I would have never been here. Instead, what I did, I accepted the loss in the first few events and I gave the pen and I gave the book. <laughs> and then what happened is that from there, I started to hear what people wanted. So first I got fully booked from one-on-one -on -one clients and I started to make $5,000 a month, which wasn't my original plan. I never thought I'm going to start an empowering events event or meetup and from there I'm going to sell my coaching. I didn't think of that. I just wanted to bring people together. That's my genuine intention was at the time. And um, everything happened from that one step that apparently wasn't profitable enough to even consider a business, right? I love that story because I just think that sometimes you have to do things your way despite what everyone or the experts or people around you say. And the truth is if you're determined enough, you'll find a way. And, you know, not just find a way, like you learn from that experience. And like you said, you putting your energy and your effort into that experience to then figure out what that next step was and, you know, really leaning in and listening to what people wanted so that you could deliver on what that next step is. Yeah, and taking the first step without without waiting for everything to make sense. Yes. Right, because it didn't make sense. It didn't make sense to anybody. And I had lots of ideas. I created this membership, I remember. I created this membership that was going to be 1,800 a year. And people will be able to know about events, like workshops that were happening in Australia, like, for example, Tony Robbins, get a discount because we will come as a group and then get support right ongoing after the event because we all know that you go to an event and then you crush right mm -hmm. and and i was like i don't want people to crush i want them to be held and supported in this community that i created as empowering events and i was so excited about it and i sold zero <laughs> zero yeah i was devastated i was like it's such a good idea why you guys don't want to be in it and it just nothing and i created flyers and i did all these things but I didn't, I didn't create a website. I just, I was trying just to sell it first and see if anybody wants it. And as soon as I saw nobody wants it, I quickly pivot and I quickly find something else that was working. So I was all over the place, but I was fast enough to, to change and pivot, to listen mm. to what people wanted. And how incredible a learning, because I remember one of the things that you teach us, you know, even when it comes to creating our PDFs, it's, you know, don't make it fancy, just get it out there and get it done because you just don't know what people want and you can't spend all this time in the background getting it done if it's not what your people want. So get it out there and if you get crickets, it's okay. Let's go back and let's change it and figure out what that next step is. Yeah, so my coach, yeah, absolutely. So my coach is making $45 million a year which in my brain, I'm even trying to understand what does that look like per month. So I'm like, wait, what? $45 million per year. And in last year, they did a new campaign. So, so she said, nobody comes and knock at your door. Like mm -hmm. nobody will come in my door. Even if I've been in business for 10 years and my business is producing $45 million, nobody knocks the door and say, can I join your academy? 
like no she said i need to go and fetch those people i need to go and find them i need to go and put myself in front of them so they can say yes or no but if i don't put enough offers out there they're never gonna say yes or no i'm gonna stay by myself and so she spent two hundred thousand dollars on this new campaign her, her team worked on it for two for two to three months like every day like they create this new idea fantastic it's gonna go crazy and they were expecting to spending two hundred thousand in ad spent and make two million and they got zero sales. And she said, we are a $45 million business that still we're testing and measuring what works, what doesn't work. Mm. See, if you're a startup and if you're a beginner in business and you're thinking that once you get to 100,000, everything will be easier. Once you get to 1 million, everything will be easier. No, you're going to have to always be okay to let go of what you know and be bad again at doing something new right yeah such a great such a great you know lesson for everyone that no matter what level you're at even if you're earning 45 million you're still doing that test and measure and still trying to figure out what is work what's going to work and what's not going to work and I've worked for so many big businesses where you know similar has been the case we've had these great ideas for products and they just flop and sometimes it's not necessarily the product sometimes it's the way that it gets sold or the way it comes to market it can be so many different things but I just think that you know it is really that place of test and measure so I want to quest ask you because I think that this is a really great space when it comes to putting ourselves out there more and more and I think one of the things that a lot of people um, get really nervous about you know, is feeling like a pushy salesperson. And we don't want to feel mm. like, there's no denying it. Nobody wants to feel like a pushy salesperson. So when it came to you selling yourself and your product, how did you get your your mindset around sales and selling? Yeah. Well, Julia, this is very fascinating. I was terrified of sales. I was so afraid that people would say I'm pushy and salesy because I'm Italian. So I'm already very passionate and fiery and I've got all of that in me. So I always remember I wanted to tone it down. I wanted to try to be less than who I am because I didn't want people to think that I was pushy or salesy or any of that. So it took me a while to find my groove in selling, find my style, find what works for me. So I did lots of courses and I studied a lot of things and I remember trying those suggestions and feeling like sick to my stomach to even say those phrases like like so we're stopping you from buying right now and i'm like oh, i don't want to say that out loud <laughs> i was terrifying but i did it and I, I i did everything they told me that i should do and then i failed and all succeeded with those strategies and then once i've learned the basic of selling then I started to play with it. And then I started to find my way. But what happened is that a lot of people want to sell their way and they're not willing to learn what works. Instead, mm-hmm. what I always say is that find someone that is an expert at something, learn their way, be really bad at it, learn how to like forget everything you know and just do that. And then once you have learned that, then make it your own. Then, then in, in, introduce your vibe and your your vibration into that so um and when i did introduce my vibration i've gone back to be bad at it like i was people one person i will never forget she was like you were so pushy and i was like oh my god i felt like awful and i wanted to hide and i never wanted to sell again and but then you gotta you got always two options right you can always stop selling and go back to a job 
or you can just learn that some people are not going to resonate with you and some people are not going to like it and some people are going to judge you and some people are going to um, be totally fine with it. And in the same technique or the same coaching call, I would watch it back and it was pretty much similar. One person will love it and buy and one person will hate it and say, I'm never going to work with you. Mm-hmm. So are we going to make that any of them right or wrong? No, I love that. I love, love, love that. And I think it's really fascinating, right? Because I grew up in the um, in the pharmaceutical industry where we were taught this is how you sell. You know, these are the questions you have to ask and you have to open with these and have open-ended questions and close questions and overcome objections and close the sale. And for me, it was always, it just felt so salesy. And I think that's the piece that, like you said, is so important is that you have to take that on because there will always be pieces and components and yes that you you have to try out and sometimes in your head you think oh I really don't like that but I'm going to give it a go you give it a go and go oh that was awful the next time oh that was really awful next time oh that was actually wasn't so bad and what you realize is that over time is that you take exactly what you said you take those methods you take those strategies you take those ways and you make them your own and you put them into your own language you put it into your own style and I think what I really love and I want all of our listeners to hear here is that you don't give up on it you don't give up when you have that person who says to you, oh, I don't like that. I don't, you're too pushy or you're too salesy. And I literally had someone send a message back to me the other day. We're doing a new strategy with messaging people on Facebook. And I've had a few people come back to me and say, oh, salesy much. And I'm like, at first I'm like, oh, gutted. And then, you know what though? I have to keep going. I'm not giving up on this. And, and like you said, you've got a choice in that moment. You can give up and go back to a job if you're not going to keep selling because yeah. the truth is if you don't have money coming into your business, you don't have a business. Yeah. Or you can figure it out and you keep going and you you can tweak things and you can realize and I think come to that realization that the way you do things is going to sit with some people and not with everyone. And that is okay. We don't mm-hmm. need to do business with everyone. We need to do business with people who believe what we believe. Absolutely. And the thing is, Julia, like what is being salesy? What does that mean? Like there's no there's no a uh, universal thing that you do these three things and equal your salesy like for me depending on my experience and what i have perceived as salesy in my past i'm gonna then project that into the person that is selling to me right mm-hmm. and when i see someone that is salesy that's to me salesy is because when i was little someone knocked at the door and tried to sell us a vacuum cleaner and they kept coming back every day and at one point it was annoying and so my mom said they are salesy and so that's what my brain thought the sales is. Keep falling up top too many times and you become too much. Is that true though? Not really. It doesn't mean anything. That's my history, my my experience of it. So understanding that whoever, whenever people say that we are something, it's with their projection, with their glasses. It doesn't need to be true. It doesn't need to be mean anything about us. And that's something that again in business, are we willing to jump in the arena like Brene Brown says and and give it a go or we want to stay on the sideline and just judge how everybody else does it Mm. yeah absolutely gold and I could not agree with you more I think that you know and it does it just it comes back to our own mindset and I think you know this is why so important in terms of the way you run business and also for me including the mindset is really starting to recognize that mindset and if you can start to pick up on what your own sales mindset is really early in the piece then we can start to address it and for me it's just getting people out there in front of their audience more and more and in as many spaces as they possibly can 
Yeah, and let, this applies to every every area of our lives. Like I, I started. Um, I've danced salsa. I've been, I've been dancing salsa for the last seven years. And I remember when I first started, I was seeing all these beautiful women turning and spinning, and I'm like, oh, I want to do that. And I went to classes, and there was no turning and spinning for at least one year. Yeah. And I was like, no, but you don't get it. I'm here to learn classes so I can spin and do all of that stuff. Why are you guys teaching me one, two, three, five? I don't want to do that. That's boring. And like, well, if you want to learn to spin, you need to know how to do the basic. If you don't know how to do the basic, you cannot spin. And this is exactly the same, right? It's like in sales, in business, you got to do the things that seems boring. Like when people tell me, Francesca, I don't want to use my personal profile for face in Facebook. I just want to create a group. Yeah, but if you have nobody watching you and following you, nobody's going to join the group. Like it's just they go together, right? So it's fascinating how, especially nowadays, we want to run before you can walk. We want to get results yesterday. We want to just, I, I just want to get there. Well, the truth is you're not going to get there. Like, And what's fascinating is that I did that and I, I would say I made a mistake, which is not really a mistake, but, you know, in Salsa, I learned for about a year, or two and I was very impatient right I went to classes every day for a year I learned I, I did social dancing and then I started to have way more fun when I, I implemented my own vibe into that dancing right and then what happened is that by doing that and stopped going to classes I actually created a really bad habit on how I dance and now I started to notice that I can't follow everybody and I'm like what's going on like I used to be able to dance better and what happened is that I completely started to slowly lose the basics mm -hmm. so even in business I keep going back learning strategies sales strategies that are working now marketing strategies that are working now I gotta keep investing in my brain which is my best asset for me to be able to stay on top of what's working to not lose the basic the foundations mm -hmm. of what business a successful business is so it's so fascinating how we think like oh i've been dancing for seven years i don't need to do classes again and i started classes again and, oh my goodness it's like the hardest thing ever because now i need to unlearn all this new style that i put that is mine to go back to basic and reinforce that first before i reintroduce my own style again mm. Right. Yeah, I, I like it because I think that, um, you know, absolutely in business is the same, right? So often we look at that person who's spinning and turning and looking amazing. We look at yeah. all of our competition, those people around us, and yeah. we don't see the story that's behind that. We want that quick fix and we want to be all the way up here and be amazing, but we don't see that journey and that story that's come behind it. So, yeah, I think that's, you know, it's a really... I analogy for people in business as well yeah i elbow many men in the face with that <laughs> with my trying to spin and turn before <laughs> it was my time <laughs> i'm just talking about dancing <laughs> right but it's fascinating how like i truly have like i have i have because i didn't know how to spin properly i literally elbow guys in the face and it's like right i didn't i wanted to run before i could walk and this is literally what people do in business they're not willing to just be a newbie as something yeah yeah i agree yeah and so i think that um you know this is a really fascinating piece especially when it comes to sales if you're not feeling comfortable in that space it's really just being okay with the basics being okay with failing and being okay with the fact that we don't always get things right to start with but the piece that I think is also really important here is that consistency. And it's that 
if you want to be that person spinning and twirling and looking amazing, you can't give up after a year of trying and things not working and elbowing people in the face, right? We've got to keep going. We've got to keep putting all those measures in place and doing all of those basics. But in between all that, understanding you can bring your own flair into this. You can bring your own vibration into it, but you want to get those things and the, the ball rolling on those basics to start with. Yeah, I mean, a percent. And it's not going to be easy. That's the other thing that we need to accept, right? It's not going to be easy. It's a lot of the time, it's not going to be fun. A lot of the time, it's going to be lonely. And are we willing to go through that? Literally, my question is always that. Go back to, you have a choice. You don't have to do it. If you don't want to do it, you can go back to your job. But if you want to be in this in this space, if you want to eventually get to the lifestyle that you're trying to build with this business, if you want to impact more people and make a difference in the world, then there is a price to pay. And the price to pay is feeling embarrassed, feeling uncomfortable, feeling not, oh my gosh, I don't want to say that out loud. All of those things are things that we need to, yeah. And is it worth it? Like this is a piece that I often ask people to, I'm like, can you tell me that, you know, living the life that you want, running the business you want, you can you tell me that it's not worth going through a moment of embarrassment? And if oh, it's not worth it, go back to the job. Like, but for which, me, which, that. Honestly, though, Julia, right? People think that in the job there's not going to be moment of embarrassment. That's I know. not true either. Like oh God, some of my most embarrassing moments were at work. Right. So yeah. it's like again, we're lying to ourselves, thinking that if I go back there, I'm going to be better. I'm going to be fine. I'm not going to be, um, you know, embarrassed. I'm not going to stretch myself. It's not true. It's just mm. not simply true. So we are just kidding ourselves. They're going to be. They're going to be stretches. They're going to be. Um, hard times in everything we do it's just a matter of you know which one do we want to have because it's always going to be 50 50 in everything yes yeah i love that Mm. awesome all right so here comes the um the challenging part for me and i am going to ask you you get to ask me anything so whether it comes to if it's sales or if it's mindset any question that you have about your business or about sales or taking the business to the next level whatever it is I'm ready to answer it. What do you got for me? Okay. So I would think that would be very valuable for everybody listening to this to really understand what happened. How did you, how did you do grow this business like that? Because honestly, I've had lots of clients and I haven't seen a fast growth as much as your business, right? So obviously you, um, you already had some foundation on the sales because obviously you've been a sales expert and you just implemented the things that we I taught you but because you had this strong foundation I think things exploded so tell me what would be what would be the the, the reason why you've been so successful so fast oh that's a good one okay so I think there are a couple of things that have helped me on the way of exploding the business and definitely being being comfortable and okay with selling has to be one of them. That mm. has to be one of the biggest things. And I think, you know, like I've said to you, I recognized early on that I know sales, I don't know marketing. And a lot of people put them together hand in hand, but they're absolutely not. They're very different. And that's why I invested in you and your program. 
But I think for me, number one was being okay with sales and selling. And it was being okay with doing things like picking up the phone. And I know a lot of people are not okay with picking up the phone and making a cold call, but I was okay with that. And I'm not saying that I'd spent my whole career cold calling. In fact, toward the end of my career, it was so far from what I did because my role was much more around nurturing relationships, but I was okay to go back to that. And I think the reason I was okay to go back and sit with the discomfort of cold calling was because of my purpose. And that's something that I always suggest to my clients is getting really clear on what your purpose is and what you bring to the world, what your gift is that you bring to the world and what impact that has on other people. Mm. So for me, the real catalyst for my business on those days when I would pick up the phone and I would, people wouldn't answer or I would get a no or I would get people go, who the heck are you? For me, it was always coming back to the purpose. And I say that that's so important because often similar to the conversation that we've had is that people will pick up the phone once or twice or sometimes even 10 times and they get a few no's and they give up. But for me, that giving up wasn't an option. It was our Why? Why wasn't it an option? Because I had made the decision that this was going to be the rest of my life, that I love what I do so much and I had so much more to bring to the world than being a sales rep than I was in a, as a sales rep. And I made that decision that I needed to bring this to the world. So I wasn't, I just couldn't give up on it financially. I didn't want to give up on it either. Like I just didn't want to, I wanted to make this work. I wanted to replace my income really quickly. And I did, I replaced it, I think in about five months. Um, wow. I think for me also was, it was structuring things in a way that, I could bring that money on quickly. And I know, like, I don't say this lightly, but I'm quite a fan of bringing that money on quickly and having the money so you've got a bit of security. So for me, when you've got money coming in the business or you've got money sitting in the business bank account, it allows you a bit of space to breathe. And I think that what I see for a lot of business owners is that their, their head is just above water when it comes to the money. And when our head is just above water, we don't give ourselves that opportunity to sit back and think uh, and think clearly about what's next. Mm. And for me, that creative piece was really important. So, um, yeah, I I guess my advice for people is figure out your packages. And, you know, you really helped me do that, my packages and my pricing. And what I did is I actually took all of the information you gave me, the packages and the prices for yep. bringing one-on-one clients on board and I implemented it in a corporate space. So I took all of my knowledge and figured if I can do this for clients one-on-one, I can also do this in a corporate space. So I took your ideas and your, um, you know, your structure programs and I put it into that space. Wow. So, So, yeah, and I think, you know, just being okay with getting a no sometimes was a big thing for me too and especially I had this conversation with clients this morning that sometimes it's harder to take the no when it's yourself you know when it's you're selling your own product or service if I was selling someone else's product or service and I got a no I'd be okay with it because I'd sort of walk away and go well it's not a dig at me necessarily which truthfully it probably was a dig at me because you know if you don't gel with someone you're going to get a no Um, But it was being okay with getting a no, knowing that I had to keep getting out there. And still today, you know, as I grow and every month I think about my sales, I'm like, right, how many no's can I get? Where am I going to get my no's? Where am I putting myself out there? Because for every no we get, you know, we can get tenfold in yeses. Mm. And so when you you will get a no at the beginning, can I ask you one more question? Mm, All right. Um, 
So when you got annoyed at the beginning, what what would you do? Because obviously you went from corporate into your own business. Did you did you struggle at first, or was it always like a no brainer? I really struggled at first. I came home and cried. And I cried going, oh, my gosh, this is not working. What have I done? This is, you know, I haven't done this in the right way. And then I had the opportunity just to sit and decide and think and think, you know what, one person has said no. I can't change and pivot what I'm doing just because one person has said no. So mm-hmm. then I'd go out and I got another no. And like, oh, my gosh, okay, we've got two now. So do we change? Do we pivot or do we keep going? And I made the decision that I knew that the program that I have set up can absolutely catapult and help people to move from where they are in business to where they want to be. So for me, it was just about the persistence. And I just kept going until I found the right people, the people who Mm. loved me, loved what I did and could see those results for themselves. I love it. Yeah. So there you go. So So we've got a couple of minutes left. Um, I would love for you just a couple more things. One is what advice would you have for anyone who's thinking about starting a business or they're really ready to scale their business? They probably, they perhaps haven't been achieving the sales that they want to in their business. What advice would you have for those guys? Mm. So for what, what I usually recommend is the number one thing is if you haven't invested into a coach, into someone that can have been where you are and can show you the shortcut there, just do it. Because a lot of the time we just go with ego and go like, I'm going to do it by myself. I don't need anybody. But then what happened is that we create this like solitude journey. And it's like, this is not what business is about. Business is about communities and, and collaborations and, and people. And so the more we close off, the less we're going to know. So for me, getting a coach is not just about the actual coach, but it's about the community that the coach has created behind them. And that's what I love. So I've always had coaches in every area of my life, like generally every area of my life. And um, that is one of the first thing that I would recommend. I find someone that has the business is looking very similar to where you would like to go and where you think you like to go um, and get them as a coach. So that's number one thing. And then the other thing that I will do is like, just keep moving forward. Just keep moving forward. No matter, no matter where you are, just have a goal and work towards your goal. Because what happened is that, um, and let go of people that don't believe in you. I, I had an accountant and my business went from, I think it was a hundred and something thousand to four hundred and something thousand. So we grew the business of I think it was like more than sixty percent. It was it was crazy. It was a crazy number. And right now I'm very bad with math, so I don't I don't even know what the number was. But I remember going to my my accountant saying, "So next year we're gonna go for sixty again." And he was like, "No, no, no, Francesca. Like it's very dangerous to grow a business this fast. So people usually go so fast and then they crash. But also." expectations like usually business grow 10% 50% if you're lucky so 60% is way too big right you can't you're now gonna be you know talking about big numbers this is not gonna be possible and I fired him simple like I was like no you're not in my team yeah you're not on my side you're out <laughs> no if you don't if you have to make me like literally cringe our meeting because you're gonna crush my dream every time I come and speak to you then you're not in my team mm-hmm. so I literally like had no like no reservation about like no you're not believing me i'm not gonna be able to do it because i i I was working so hard in my mindset 
that I didn't, I couldn't afford to throw away the money that I just spent in my coaching session to just start all over. I was like, I need to surround myself with people that believe in me and believe in what I'm doing. Now, sometimes people say, oh my gosh, what about my partner or my husband or my my dad? I'm gonna like stop talking to them. I'm like, okay, no, no. Like my dad wasn't my biggest fan, actually. My dad was actually the opposite. He was trying to say like, what are you doing? At one point I got someone offer me a job for $10,000 a month and I was like, Dad, someone offered me a job $10,000 a month. What should I do? Take it. Take it. When when are you ever going to make $10,000 a month? Take it. And I didn't listen to him. I didn't take it. And he wasn't happy. But I think that it was also good to have my dad as one person that didn't believe in it as much because at least I was using that as ego to prove him wrong. Mm. So I chose to keep, you know, I didn't want to stop talking to my dad necessarily. So I had to find a way to make it work. So I was like, okay, I'm going to keep talking to dad. And he's my, you know, he's my devil advocate. I'm going to keep him there on purpose to just like prove him wrong. And now he's my biggest friend. That is so, so good. And I love that because I think that there are so many people listening who don't necessarily have their friends or their families in their court when it comes to business and the business ideas. And I was exactly the same as you, that I did not have everyone in my court. Leaving a full-time secure job in the middle of COVID, was I crazy? Am I going to join the circus? But I think, like you said, and for anyone listening to this, is if you've got those people around you who don't necessarily believe in you, use it as your fuel, use it as your rag to go and prove them wrong. Don't, you've got a choice. You can either listen to them and keep doing whatever you're doing and clearly it's not inspiring you if you're here and you're looking for other options or you use that as your red rag and you use it as your fuel to go and prove them wrong. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing your story. And now I know you've got a little freebie for our listeners. So do you want to share that with everyone? Yes, I would love you guys to join our Facebook group. It's called Workshop Secret for Coaches and Expert. It's on Facebook and it's a place where there's over 11,000 people and we help you to really move your business from one-on-one to group coaching and we help you get um, more and more and more clients with that. So that's an option. And once you get in there, then there will be uh, every month we have a different masterclass either on getting organized or um, how to grow your business, hiring a virtual assistant. So we're going to be able to help you from there depending on what you need amazing so i suggest to everyone go and join that group because francesca has also helped me to find my virtual assistant and she is absolutely amazing and i always say to people don't wait until you're too busy to get yourself a virtual assistant because my virtual assistant took over all of the jobs that i knew i wasn't doing like the social media stuff and posting and putting things up so she has been absolutely integral in my business so i absolutely thank you for that so francesca thank you so much for joining us today and for all of our listeners jump on over to my website and straight on the front of my website there's a masterclass on there called sales made easy so go in there and jump it or go and jump onto it go and listen to it there's lots of gold nuggets in there that you'll be able to implement into your business straight away. And my goal there is absolutely to help you to feel much more comfortable in that sales space so that you get out there, you sell more, you bring more money into your business, and you get to keep doing what you love every day, which is what we're here for. So we'll chat to everyone on our next podcast. See you guys. See ya. Hey, if you enjoy listening to this podcast, then you have to come to check out 
our Facebook group, Workshop Secrets for Coaches. It's a community of over 9,500 coaches that are ready to boom their business by running workshops. They are stuck in one-on-one coaching and they're ready to start to go one-to-many. So if you are one of those coaches, then you have to join us. I look forward to see you there. And hey, don't forget to hit the subscribe button and leave me a review to win a ticket to one of my workshops. I look forward to see you there.